if you raise your voice, criticize your partner or judge of course, that's going to have a negative effect on how your partner's going to react, right? They're either going to close off or they're going to match you to protect themselves. They might feel like they need to bring something up about you and blame you or judge you and show you that you're also not perfect. And that can lead to arguing. But conflict alone does not automatically mean, oh, we're going to end up arguing. Yes, there's heightened emotions, but it really depends. Are you using healthy methods to navigate it? Or are you using toxic ones? Welcome to the Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Perda. As a marriage coach who's been through and still going through the trenches of motherhood myself, I get it. Life gets busy and sometimes your relationship takes a backseat. But guess what? You can feel like a couple while raising kids and I'm here to help. Join me each week here as we dive into the messy but fulfilling world of marriage and motherhood. From navigating conflict to reigniting that spark, we're going to chat about it all. So if you're juggling mom life with wife life, this podcast is for you. And hey, if you love what you hear, I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Here's this week's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Marriage and Motherhood podcast. It is currently ridiculously hot for a fall day out in California. I believe it's in the 90s. And I actually just got home from volunteering for my middle child's fundraiser run at school. And I can't believe they had to run in such hot weather, those poor little guys and girls. They had to run for like 20 minutes around the track in 90 degree weather. Thank goodness the event planners thought of spray bottles. So we were able to spray the kids and refill their waters. And I'm just like, wow, I don't even want to stand out here when they had to run. But yeah, I'm always so grateful that I get to like have the time to go volunteer for my kids' school stuff. Because I always love to see what's going on in the classroom. Because, you know, when you ask them, like, how was your day? They give you like short answers and you don't really see the whole thing. And it's important to know what's going on with our kids, right? Anyway, today we're going to be talking about something that a lot of couples face, especially after becoming parents, and that is resolving conflict as a team and ending fights, okay? A lot of my clients come to me saying, help We're having trouble communicating. We keep arguing. We don't know how to do it successfully and productively. And we just end up deciding it's not going anywhere. And they kind of just sweep it under the rug and then let life continue on. And then the same issue or something related to it comes back up. So it's almost like this awful cycle that nobody wants to be in where you just are in between fights right? And I don't want that for you. And that doesn't have to be how your relationship works. It gets to be about being a team together. It gets to be an opportunity to connect and grow with each other and deepen your levels of intimacy with each other and strengthen your overall relationship. But that can't happen unless you have the skills to know how to resolve conflict in a healthier way, okay? So I specialize in helping couples feel like they can 
finally understand each other, finally be able to communicate with each other and use conflict as a catalyst to get closer with each other so they can actually feel like a couple again, enjoy their time together instead of just feeling like they're stuck in this life where all they're doing together is being co-parents and roommates and it's all serious and no fun. And I just want to help you bring back that liveliness in your marriage that tends to kind of fall off after having kids because you realize really quickly, gosh, it was easier to deal with without kids because we had a lot of capacity, capacity to handle issues, more patience, more energy, more time. And then after the kids come, you're like, well, I don't have any of that. So I can tolerate no bullshit and I'm going to get mad easier. And I'm going to grow resentful because we're not actually solving the problem. And then it just keeps going and fast forward. It's not in a good place. Okay. So on to the topic at hand. So I want to first tackle myths about conflict and truth to those misconceptions. Okay. Because I think that there's a lot of myths surrounding conflict. And I think that we need to just like peel back the layers and figure out what we're dealing with here. Okay. So one myth is that conflict is bad for the relationship because people in healthy relationships are always on the same page with everything. That couldn't be any more false. Even the healthiest of couples have conflict. They have disagreements. They can get into an argument, okay? They might have less. They might be able to resolve it faster, but they still have it, okay? And the lack of conflict in your marriage could actually be a bad sign. It could be that no one's being honest with each other. And it might look like someone not being willing to bring up an issue because they don't want to know how their partner will react because they don't think it's going to be positive. Okay. So in essence, it might feel like it's not a safe space to be open about their needs not being met. Okay, so the absence of conflict might seem like goals for you, but it's actually not for the long term of your relationship because it could actually mean resentment and frustration building underneath and it's just not made its way up yet. And if that's the case, the way it's going to make its way up could be an explosive argument rather than bringing awareness to what's going on as soon as it's clear that it's a problem. Okay. Now the truth behind the myth that conflict is bad for the relationship is that conflict is healthy. It is a healthy experience in a relationship. When we have conflict, we're able to learn more about each other. You get to learn about each other's triggers, boundaries, likes, dislikes and without conflict it seems like everything is smooth sailing so you're going to naturally keep doing what you're doing and your partner's going to do the same but when there's unmet needs or boundaries being pushed because they weren't communicated they weren't clarified identified then it's going to feel uncomfortable and it's going to keep feeling uncomfortable until you actually handle it together Okay. The next myth is that conflict always ends in a fight and with arguing. The truth is, 
conflict is inevitable, but arguing, fighting, those are optional. How we handle conflict and how we respond to our partners is what influences the direction that the conversation goes. It's not about the issue. It's about how we're presenting ourselves, how we're responding to them, how present we are in the conversation. If you raise your voice or if you criticize your partner or judge them, of course, that's going to have a negative effect on how your partner's going to react, right? They're either going to close off or they're going to match you. They're going to criticize something that you do because you just called out something that didn't make them feel good. So to protect themselves, they might feel like they need to bring something up about you and blame you for something or judge you for something and show you that you're also not perfect. And that can lead to fighting and arguing. But conflict alone does not automatically mean, oh, we're going to end up arguing. Yes, there's heightened emotions, but it really depends on how are you handling this? Are you using healthy methods to navigate it? Or are you using toxic ones? The final myth is that conflict means that one person wins and the other person loses. Having the outcome be win-lose is just one way for conflict to be dealt with. When you have healthy communication in your marriage, like you've got the skills, the goal is actually to have the outcome be win-win. But that requires collaboration. It requires for the both of you to work together to come up with a solution that both of you are satisfied with. Not one person calling all the shots about how it's going to go and basically like poo-pooing over the other person's suggestions. It's about brainstorming, being creative and working together towards that goal of, okay, how can we come up with a solution where both of us are okay with it? Both of us are happy to move forward. Not one person feels like they won and the other person feels like, right, that's not a partnership. That's more like a dictatorship. And that's not the dynamic that we want, right? We don't want a power struggle. We don't want any resentment brewing in the background. We want the partners to both be satisfied, okay? Now, why does conflict feel so challenging for people? It all comes down to our unique experience with conflict, right? So thinking about what your history with conflict has been like starting from all the way back to when you were a kid. What was that like growing up for you? How did you witness your parents handling conflict with each other, with you, with your siblings, if you have any, with other people? All of that becomes normalized for you, right? Because you're surrounded by these people 24-7. So whatever you saw, how they handled it, becomes what is normal for you. If you've been in my space for a while, you know that normal does not necessarily mean healthy, right? And so if you saw that they handled conflict in a toxic way, then of course, conflict is going to feel really uncomfortable for you, right? Whether you saw 
blaming, criticizing, talking at the person, being very confrontational, being condescending, or maybe you saw someone screaming in a fit of rage to be heard. And that's how they vocalized how upset they were. Like, oh, they have to scream in order to be taken seriously. Or dismissing issues and telling the other person that they're overreacting or giving the silent treatment, right? These are just examples of unhealthy ways of handling conflict. And this can make it feel like conflict is unnerving. So of course you're gonna be like, oh, keep the conflict away from me. I don't wanna deal with that. Or, oh, this is how I have to respond in order to feel heard because that's what I saw to be true for a parent of mine. Okay, so it has a lot to do with our own history experience with conflict. But no matter what your experience with conflict was, unless you actually grew up in a household that dealt with healthy communication, resolution skills, whatever, it's essential for you. It is your responsibility to now learn the skills to be able to handle conflict so that it doesn't become something that you avoid or something that you react so strongly to that your partner doesn't want to open up. Okay. Not your fault that this is how you approach conflict. However, it is your responsibility to do something about it because it is having an impact on you, your happiness, your spouse's happiness, how your kids are growing up to learn how to deal with conflict. It has a really strong ripple effect. And if you choose to actually break the cycle of unhealthy communication in your family line, you are going to be creating a ripple effect. You're going to change how you and your partner communicate. You're going to change the happiness that you feel in your marriage. You're going to change how your kids handle conflict with their friends, with you, with their siblings, with their friends at school, their family members, their future partners. The benefit of learning how to communicate in a healthy way is seriously endless. And I see this in my own family because I myself did not grow up with healthy communication skills, right? I acquired a lot of unhealthy communication habits from my parents growing up because they also didn't have a good example either. And it's because of all my experiences of noticing that I was such a poor communicator looking back, right? I didn't know it in time. I thought it was a very good communicator because I vocalized what I needed. But little did I know that all the issues that I experienced in relationships from this relationship to the next, to the next, to the next, that I was creating the same dynamic every single time. And so I made the choice to change that. I chose to empower myself with learning how to change how I experience relationships. Because no matter what kind of relationship you're in, you're going to experience conflict in some way. And so I was experiencing conflict in romantic relationships. I definitely didn't want that to continue. And so I took it upon myself to learn those skills so that I can change how I experience conflict. And I have been able to successfully do so. Okay. 
Now, I've also had clients come to me feeling like they absolutely could not get through an argument together successfully. And this is why I'm passionate about doing this work, right? I want to take what I learned, what I've successfully integrated into my marriage and bring it to those who are in need as well. Because imagine your marriage feeling less difficult because you can actually communicate with each other. Communication is such a big thing in marriage. And if we don't get that, everything else feels like garbage, right? We can't even get through a vacation without fighting. We can't even get through something that's supposed to be fun and light and add joy to our lives. We can't even fully appreciate that because a fight's just going to happen. So I don't want you to feel like your marriage is just in between fights. I want it to feel like we're good. We're partners. We're a team. No matter what conflict we encounter, we know we're going to get through it. You have confidence in your relationship and you know that you're going to come out of it on the other side faster. And you're also going to have less arguments. So there's more good times and less of the challenging ones. Okay. And I really feel like those who say marriage is hard, those are the people who haven't learned healthy communication skills yet. Those are the people who are constantly hitting up against conflict. Whereas if you know how to navigate conflict, marriage doesn't feel hard. It just feels like marriage has hard moments. You see the difference there? And that's where I want to help you get to that point, okay? I want to help you get to the point where marriage feels like it just has hard moments. But marriage in general feels satisfying. It feels fulfilling. It adds to your life because that's the whole point, right? Like why would you decide to marry someone and be like, I choose you to make me miserable. That sounds terrible. <laughs> a couple that I recently worked with just actually earlier this year, before they came to me, they avoided conflict. They knew that there were issues and they just avoided it because they didn't feel comfortable with how the argument was going to end up. They felt like they were walking on eggshells and they just did not even want to broach the topic because they knew it was going to have a bad ending. And so naturally they wanted to protect themselves until that last straw hit the camel's back and they're like, nope, an explosion. Now they would get to this place where it's like, okay, now we're in conflict, but then they would reach a standstill because they didn't know what to do next. And they didn't like how they were being talked to by their spouse. So whether it was because of the word choice or the tone, the pushiness or the silence, they were focusing too much on what they were seeing and how they were perceiving what their spouse meant rather than actually communicating. They weren't able to cut through the surface level hurt that they were receiving from their partner and cut through to the actual root of the issue. So a lot of their issues were unresolved. So instead of having issue number one, resolve it, goes away, it was more like issue number one push it to the side. Issue number two, push it to the side. And it almost became like Legos where they're just building on top of each other instead of resolving each one and then having a fresh start again. So it was like misery piled on top of misery. And it felt like there was less and less room to breathe for them. Conflict became something that they learned to avoid. So they would try their best to put it off to, and then blow up on each other and not know how to move forward because communication was so hard for them. They would just go to bed angry 
And then what happens next? Because it's not resolved, it would take days of awkwardness between them for them to finally come back to quote unquote normal for what it felt like in their relationship because the hurt had to pass, right? They needed to take time to allow the pain of the unresolved problem dissipate, but it doesn't actually dissipate. What ends up happening is we just get distracted, right? Kids, work, the house, friends, projects, whatever, right? And then we just end up temporarily forgetting about the problem. And then you feel like you're normal again, but then you're just in between fights, right? So it became a cycle for them. So instead of being able to tackle the issues and allowing the conflict to deepen their relationship, they were unintentionally collecting these issues and it was creating distance in their relationship, which no one wants, right? Now, after having worked with me and learning the four R's method, now they're able to feel a lot more confident and comfortable addressing issues in a way that creates the safe space for each other to feel heard. We all want to feel heard, right? So now they're able to communicate in a way where they can understand each other more, support each other more, and they're able to actually resolve issues so they can move forward with more wisdom about each other and strengthen the foundation as a couple. Imagine that. That's truly what conflict can be. And because of that, now they're able to have more fun. They're actually flirting again. They're able to go on vacations together and actually thoroughly enjoy each other's company. They're able to fight less. And if something does come up, it's shorter. They resolve it faster. And the connection has improved visibly. It's incredible, right? Now, what gets to happen is you create the safe space where you and your partner feel comfortable opening up to each other, being vulnerable, sharing your feelings and your needs without feeling like, how are they going to react? Are they going to blow up on me? Are they going to criticize me? Are they going to judge me? Are they going to dismiss me, right? You're also going to be able to create that emotional intimacy where your connection gets stronger. You're able to talk things through calmly, even when someone's feeling frustrated. You're able to speak kindly and respectfully to each other with compassion. You're able to take personal responsibility. So there's no need to be reactive with defensiveness, criticism, or judgment because you really see that you're both taking ownership of how you contributed to the issue rather than just feel like someone else is pointing the finger at you, feeling like you need to put up a shield and protect yourself or make them feel as hurt as you are. It's less about the back and forth and more about being open to receive and share. You're going to feel heard and supported. You get to have an action plan to move forward with because you know how to resolve issues together. And then the level of trust in each other grows. That's life-changing. And then you have the trust that each of you will try your best to see through the plan that you both come up with. And when things don't go as planned, it could be met with compassion, grace, support, and creativity to go back to the drawing board 
and problem solve on, okay, what isn't working about this? Let's figure it out because this goal is important, but maybe the approach isn't the right way. And you're working with each other instead of against each other. You're recognizing, you're meeting each other where you're at and truly approaching it as partners who care for each other. And last but not least, you're able to see conflict as an opportunity, not an obstacle, an opportunity to work on your relationship so it can be even better and you two can feel even closer. I want all of this for you. And this is what gets to happen when all you do is just learn and practice healthy communication skills. Imagine instead of waking up feeling like it's another day, I hope we don't get into a fight. Oh man, I wonder what mood they're in. Or, oh man, I'm in a bad mood. I wonder if they're going to tick me off. Or, oh gosh, I feel like something is bothering me and I'm going to explode. Or, geez, am I ever going to get my needs met? And then you come at them with so much reactivity, so much aggression that they're unavailable to truly hear what it is that you're needing because you're not speaking from your heart. You're speaking from your fear. Okay. So this is also important. And that's what all gets to happen when you have that healthy foundation, right? Like 4R method teaches exactly this. Maybe you didn't learn growing up how to have healthy communication. Maybe you didn't learn how to express what you feel and what you need in a healthy way. And it always ends up in arguments. It's okay. Empower yourself, just like I did, just like my clients have. Say, hey, I need help with my communication. I care deeply about you feeling confident about how you and your partner communicate because it's pretty much everything between connection and communication makes up a huge part of your experience in your marriage. And I want you to have a good one. All right. Well, that's all for today. So I'll catch you back here next week. Feel free to reach out for help. Bye. That's it for this episode. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. I would so appreciate that. And if you love what I share here, then you're going to love and want to join my free private Facebook community. That's also called marriage and motherhood. I hope to see and connect with you in there. Otherwise, I'll catch you back here next week for the next episode. Bye.